0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Xamarin Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest and greatest in mobile development for Xamarin developers, covering the world of the Xamarin, .NET, Azure, and more. I am Matt Sokup.
1: And I'm James Montemagno. And Matt, I am so happy because it's snowing like crazy outside.
0: You're happy no. about that, James? No. Oh, man. You know what, what they... I, on Monday, I saw that there was snow in the forecast. They weren't even sure if it was going to snow, but I saw that there was snow in the forecast. I ran to Home Depot and bought two shovels because they, I knew there was going to be a run on them and there would be none available. I'm glad I did because it is snowing now. And even if we just have a little bit, totally worth it.
1: Yeah. You can't get anywhere. In Seattle, it's so hilly. If you're on top of a hill, you can't get down the hill. So it's good on you. Yes. You got to get that shovel, got to get out there, and you're good to go. But no, I'm, I'm, it's kind of crazy. The Pacific Northwest is getting hit with a bunch of snow. It happens. It happened last year in Seattle. So I can't be can't be mad at it
0: last year, two years ago, maybe two, two years ago. ago, two years ago, snow. And let me tell you that. Why did I run out so early to get the shovels? Because two years ago, when we did get the snow, Seattle sold out of shovels. I had a shovel with a dustpan. Mm. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. None of the neighbors had a shovel either at that point It's like, all right, I'm getting the old dustpan out and shoveling
1: oh geez well you know i i'm i'm glad that you got the shovel and that you're gonna be out there shoveling away getting the burn in those cows closing those rings on your apple watch um I, right. I will say that that um definitely shoveling snow drives up the heart rate so that's mm-hmm. full body workout
0: it is that's right and body. lift with your legs not with your back with your legs
1: <laughs> oh is that why my back hurts after i shovel snow is that it? it's that's, <laughs> that's definitely the issue there Well, let's get into it because we might as well just call this the Xamarin Community Toolkit podcast because, oh my goodness, so much stuff.
0: Yeah, it is amazing. When we we named the podcast Xamarin Community Toolkit Extravaganza because you know what? The 1.0, is it 1.0? Well, anyway, stable release. How about the stable release? I don't know, James. It's out there. It's out there. It's great. The Xamarin Community Toolkit has made it to GA production, whatever you want to call it. Go get it and use it. It's like part three of the whole Xamarin ecosystem. You have forms, you have essentials, and now you have the toolkit. And so what is a toolkit? It's everything that you ever wanted and more. It has a bunch of behaviors in it, like converters, effects, a bunch of stuff that you like. They're helpers that you use um, every day that you find yourself rewriting and all your apps. The one that I find myself rewriting most that i'm so happy is in there is the not equals converter so like you have your view model and you want to let's say you want to hide a control when i a uh, property in the view model is true well the is visible is true and you want to make you know you're, you're writing a not equal converter to make that happen and it's in there you don't have to write it anymore just add the community toolkit and there's a bunch of other things in there too like um a bunch of behaviors, like animation behaviors, a mass input behavior. Um, we have, uh, what else? Camera view. Oh my gosh, there's, there's views. I forgot all about these. Um, like a camera view, like the, the expander. Those are brand new. And they're used to have, I think the expander was in um, forms as an experimental feature. And mm-hmm. we moved it over into the toolkit. I shouldn't say we, the team did. I had nothing to do with this at all. But um, and like the safe area effects to make sure that uh, your stuff doesn't get over. And um, so everybody can see where it is and a bunch of other really cool things. And they're really, it helps you out so you don't have to write a bunch of code that you find yourself rewriting over and over in every app. And it's open source, of course, like everything else, Xamarin, we have the community <laughs> contributing to it. It's really, it's run by the community with a collaboration by Microsoft. And uh, Gerald is a really, he's spearheading it, a lot of it. And, yeah, I love it. I'm super excited about this because it <laughs> it helps me not do so much work. So, James, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's
1: all the stuff, all the extra bits that, like you said, you might have to have written or you might have needed or just, you know, honestly, there's just a really bunch of amazing community um, libraries that have been out there. And this is that great collaboration with, you know, help from the Microsoft and Xamarin teams coming together with the community, pulling everything together. And it's a perfect compliment, right? You have the like, uh, the windows community toolkit. There used to be a, a windows phone community toolkit, a Silverlight community toolkit, WPF community toolkit that goes all the way back, right. Of, of collaborating with the community with the idea of saying like, Hey, there's all these really amazing things. And, uh, that, that, that people are creating the, either the Xamarin forms team or the, the community themselves. And, Sometimes you just don't want to put them in the box and you want to give them time to bake or for some, you know, for other reasons, it's like, this is not a part of the core package, but we could expose some functionality. And, and you're right. That's sort of like the perfect complement. I love that. It's more than just views, right? It's all those converges. It's all those extensions. It's all those helpers. They, um, they took some of my MVVM helpers, which I, which I opened an issue and I said, please take everything. And they have observable range collection. They have async command. They have a bunch of good stuff in there. And they've added a bunch, uh, into the first release, even, even more than, uh, I thought they were really going to do. They have like a shield, um, um, view that's to show like, you know, um, numbers and things, a tab view. I'm using that personally. This is cool. You can put tabs anywhere. You want tabs over here, tabs over there. I'm, um, on my live stream on Twitch, I'm, I'm cloning the Peloton fitness app and I'm using this tab view and it's, it's templatable, it's customizable, and I put custom tabs on the top of my page and it's, it's perfect. It's really, really cool. So definitely give it a check out. In fact, there's a whole lot more going on (laughs) because we called the Xamarin community toolkit extravaganza because not only did 1.0 launch into stable. The documentation is all up 100%. So you can check out all the deep dive on all the documentation uh, if you like that type of stuff. There's samples for everything. Also, Gerald has um, stepped up to record a bunch of Xamarin shows that he's leading, bring on community people that contributed to show off all of the amazing controls. There's about two or three videos up already at XamarinShow.com and also on the Xamarin Developer YouTube. So, YouTube.com slash Xamarin Developers. Um, and there's just all sorts of good stuff that, that's going on. And he's updating the docs with the videos, which is very similar to what I uh, did with the Xamarin Essentials API of the week. So it's really cool to be like, check out this thing and then watch a video on it. Definitely check out tab view. It, it's super duper cool. If, you, if you've ever wanted super custom tabs and like floating buttons and things, it, it's all there. It, it's good stuff. So I'm a big fan
0: of, of this in general, just good stuff. Yeah, we cannot oversell how awesome this is. And there's docs, yeah. The fact that there is a full blown official <laughs> documentation site for it is amazing. And the yeah. videos will be on there. Yeah, so cool.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, the cool thing, the part about this is that since everything is templated, uh, you can, almost all this stuff is in there is templated. A lot of these controls is you can really customize the UI. And I didn't understand templated controls until Javier came on the Xamarin show a few weeks ago and really talked to me all about it. And I got into it because this is sort of where they're going with Don and Maui of everything is templatable. And again, I've done a lot of WPF development and other UWP development, but I never was in the templated world. I didn't understand it, but he broke it down in such an elegant way. And when he brought up the radio button, which is part of Xamarin forms five and made it templatable, he, um, broke it all down for me that I understood that you can keep the functionality of control, but completely customize the view a hundred percent and get access to the state changes. So a radio button, you put them in a group and you click on them and they have different states that you would customize. So I wrote a blog post over on the Xamarin blog, um, how you can completely customize your radio buttons. And I use it in one of my applications today, my cadence, um, which allows you to, Well, it's for fitness biking applications that get cadence, like, you know, how fast you're pedaling, but to select the theme. So normally if I was to have a theme, I'd have like a list, maybe a picker control where I'd do light, dark, or device default, or maybe I would do a um, just default radio buttons, which would just have a little radio button circle with text on it. But I said, hey, enter radio buttons and make them customizable. So you can use the default, that looks okay. But what I really want is I want little cards you know, little cards that have like a little icon that have the name on them with little rounded corners on them, different states that I can customize. And I show you how to do it in just a few lines of code. Uh, And uh, it's really cool. Like you just have a control template. You say, this is what I want it to be. Here are the view states that I want to have. And bingo, bango, you're done. It's a little bit of work, but you can really customize this thing and you don't have to you don't have to write custom renders or do custom crazy controls. You just give it a template and you can use it anywhere in your app. It's so cool. So yeah. I thought that was a, a good one.
0: Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's, I think template controls right now are or at least out of the box. Like it's just radio button right mm-hmm. now, I think. Um, yeah. Right. But it's so, I and mean, if that's where we're going for Maui.net Maui, it's going to be amazing because like, like you said um, it's when you can put it into the visual state manager And you can say, at least for the radio button, I want it to look this way when it's not checked, and this way when it is checked, and it behaves just like a radio button, but it really doesn't look anything like a radio button. I mean, really, that's how I mean you're really you're changing the UI of something, but not the functionality underlying it. Am I making any sense? It's just so cool though. But it's it's a radio button, but it doesn't look like a radio button because you templated it away. Right.
1: Yeah. You could, you know. could almost, and you can, you can extend it to, to have like, you know, different properties that are special to your template. And that's what Javier went through on the video with me, but you can imagine a world where, you know, you don't have to create custom controls anymore. You just create the control template and you're like, Hey, apply this control template to your radio button. And now it's like a, does this crazy thing. You know what I mean? It could it could be, it could look completely magical and there could be like unicorns flying and like, you know, <laughs> sprinkles coming from the top, you know, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, crazy. You could do all sorts of really cool things. And that's what I wanted to kind of highlight is, yeah, you know, the default control may look like this, but Hey, add this, you know, you know, 50 lines of XAML and then it looks beautiful, you know, it's right. like, boom, done. Um, and that's, really cool.
0: that's a great point that a custom controls might go, go, you know, you might have to do them because yeah, in your control template, you do have like a frame and some grids in there nested is that you're essentially creating a custom control inside this template that just happens to act like a radio button.
1: Exactly. You don't have to recreate with a custom control, right? You have to subclass it or you have to tap into the native functionality and figure that out. But, but not with this, you just. Mm-hmm. Say, I like that. I like what it's doing. Let me make it all pretty. So
0: yep. it's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. And well, you know, what else is going to be good stuff? James. Dot net Maui or dot net multi-platform app UI. That's, that's, that's the acronym. Did I get that right? Multi-platform app UI. It's not really. It, so we kind of missed a P in there that, because a P doesn't really roll out for Maui then. Mapawi. Mapawi. Well, that's actually really cool. Anyways. Anyways, one thing that we're really trying to do with Maui is kind of be, I guess, verbose and how, you know, everything's coming about. Because it is, I mean, .NET 6 in itself and Maui coming along with it, there's there's some pretty big changes in that. So we want to be sure to I guess, be over communicative <laughs> about it so everybody's ready to go with it. And uh, so David put together this great post just kind of saying, all right, the previews, the .NET 6 previews are coming. And uh, just so here's what's happening now and here's where we're going. And uh, one of the cool things that in this post is that we talk about um, this website called ThemesOf.net, so where you can actually see what is being worked on for Xamarin right now, and um, really see the high level details. It's all on GitHub and put together. And um, so uh, we'll link to it in the in the, in the blog. And I'm actually, I'm going to go out and look at it right now here and see what's being worked on with Xamarin. And I can't type in Xamarin right now, but it's really cool. And but so there's a lot of mean neat things going on as far as that. And um, but we also in this blog what we go on to say is like what is actually .NET Maui, and it's really you know kind of how the unification of like Xamarin Android and Xamarin iOS they were .NET right? We you could write them to .NET, but now like they are being brought into .NET. .NET is no longer hugging them, but is hugging them so closely that. Xamarin is part of .net now. Yeah. Is that a good way to say it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're, everybody's they're, hu- they're, it's it's Valentine's Day. We're hugging, you know. That's exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're they're core, right? They're they core yeah. part of it. They're in they ship in the box and uh you know that underlying technology is just going to be there, right? And 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 .NET MAUI is going to kind of build on top of those, you know, on top of all of .net, whether it's right. .NET for Android or .NET for iOS or, you know, uwp or you know coming to mac right with which project catalyst you're going to build on top of that and i really enjoy this blog post because he breaks down this different sections right like the building blocks where we're at right now when you go to themes of.net you see all of.net planning right it's, mm-hmm. this aggregates all these different things and you can see all the things for for xamarin developers and there's things like you know, even about Blazor on there, like CLI yeah. work. And, you know, th- if you can target this platform and how are you going to manage this thing? And, you know, all these different, different you know, priorities and if it's committed and if it's proposed and where it's at and what's going to be done. So you can, if you're in to geeking out on, on planning, this is really transparent. So you can really see it. Cause again, everything's built in the open. So this is a cool aggregator, but, you know, I think going forward, there's a lot of key areas that you can look forward to when it comes to dot .in Maui. So, being the evolution of Xamarin Forms, it's going to build upon all the um, enhanced quality improvements that came to Xamarin Forms Five, and more so. Like I love Xamarin Forms Five, and um, I've been upgrading all my applications. But they are streamlining and um, looking at all the controls, stripping them back, and really fine tuning them. The performance, I think, is probably one of the most important. Where you know we have great mm-hmm. things with AOT and startup tracing, and uh, fast renderers, but they're redoing the architecture. This is the most important, biggest change I think I've done at Maui. Well, There's a lot, but before there used to be sort of this button render and then implementation on top of it. But they're they're abstracting um, these handlers into an interface. So, for example, you know Maui will have a button, but they might have a fabulous button, a reactive button, a comment button. And instead of a button renderer, your button sitting on top of it, and another thing sitting on top it's like layers upon layers of complexity, there's just an interface. So anyone that wants to make a button, they just implement an interface, and now they have a button, and they're done. They can do whatever they want. They get access to all the things, and this button handler is what will, you know, do the rendering and anything like that in .NET MAUI. So it removes all the additional layers of complexity that is on top of it.
0: Yes. So it's like we're taking the time to kind of rethink how things are done underneath the scenes with the whole .NET 6 rollout. And yeah, David also, oh, go ahead, James, I'm sorry.
1: No, I think you're right. I mean, and, and, and the goal of, of that is to get rid of all renderers, right? You don't need a render anymore when you just have an interface that you can implement or light up or extend. Um, he does say in here about like, you know, what if you have custom renderers, like, you know, you can, those will still work too. And there's going to be like a back compat, you know, uh, system that they're putting in place too which is really really cool but i think performance is one of the first things that you want it to be super snappy and super good right so decoupled portable reusable unwrapped super speedy and that's gonna be the high level goals
0: yep and there's a couple other things that david mentions through here like a uh, single project and where everything's just kind of one project instead of having a bunch of different heads on it and a uh, dot net hot reload read through it there's a really a nugget of Golden information that's kind of buried in there that James and I were talking about and laughing about. Um, you mean the the C sharp hot reloading? Yeah, C sharp hot reload. <laughs> Burying the
1: That it will <laughs> be not only in Don MAUI, but also in other workloads. That's what it says. So yep, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, and single project. Don't don't over skip that because I think single yeah. project is cool because you know you're going to have all of your fonts, all of your images, all of your you know assets are all going to be in a single project, and you can even write platform specific logic in that project is going to do a bunch of cool stuff. You know, it's going to, um, be built on multi-targeting and six. And I saw an early demo of this actually, um, recently, um, and all of the other new features that they're adding that's not even in this blog post. I'm very excited about it. Um, I think that's cool. And you missed design. There's the whole design oh, sections. Yep.
0: Yep. I missed it. I mean, There is so much coming. With uh, .NET MAUI, James, and .NET 6 as, as a whole, yeah. is that, well, first, go read this article. I mean, I think coming up here, James, we're going to be talking about .NET MAUI and .NET 6. It's true. Forever. Right? Yeah. <laughs> at least yeah. through, I mean, through November. We have a ton of content coming at us, James. But, Yeah.
1: Yeah, as it starts to roll out, there's going to be more and more that we can actually play around with and see Um, one of the exciting parts of this decoupling and also this templating that we talked about is the design. So there's going to be defaults, full app theming for fluent and material design in addition to the to the platform native APIs
0: too, like you look and feel, which is cool. Mm -hmm. And fluent design, that's Microsoft's design Mm -hmm. design. language, right? The design language is that the the right way to call it, it? but I think so. I think design language feels right.
1: I think that that feels like the good, good thing. Yeah, cool.
0: Yeah, think Office. I think Think Office might be fluent.
1: Yeah. Well, so Matt, what? Yes. So it is coming, right? And you know, at some point, we're going to probably change the name of the podcast. We've already been Mm -hmm. high level. We have some domains registered, so we're pretty excited about that. But what what if someone's like you know, just getting into it, like should they should they wait or should they start today? What should they
0: do, Matt? Use Xamarin Forms. Start right now with Xamarin Forms because you know what the best thing is is that the folks doing.NET Maui engineering, they're smart enough that they're gonna have a migration path for you. Mm-hmm. Right. So just use Xamarin Forms today. And uh because you're not gonna have to rewrite your apps when um when it when it comes out you, you you'll have to update the project files but um you're not going to have to rewrite everything and and forms is still going to be supported i think for what, what was it two years that forms is still going to be going to be around so yeah
1: yeah like officially supported with you know bug fixes and this and that and uh and who knows how long that'll get extended right so there's definitely things right. going on there
0: so right definitely. yeah so there's no reason not to not to get started with forms today, because the migration over the .NET Maui is not going to be, it's not going to be uh, anything to lose. Major sleepover, or no, any sleepover. He, he, yeah, he, he he
1: even outlined it. He's like, it, even if it was manual, they're trying to do a try dot try dot or a try convert thing. But it's like you update your project, so now it's going to be like a new SDK style. Which if you're already using .NET Standard, should be super simple. You'll update the namespaces because it'll be new namespaces, you know, and in your XAML and in, inside of your your code behind, and then you update your NUGA packages, and pretty much it'll be done. <laughs> like done. should be okay. I didn't have some the coffee. Work. Yeah, yeah, does does work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> eat a sandwich, eat a sandwich while you recompile. Done. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Done. It's a good blog. There's a lot more in there. There's yeah. there's so much more it's, that we're not even gonna go
0: into. So I know it's amazing. Ah, amazing. Good stuff.
1: Uh, I do want to talk about some other stuff though, because Matt, while there's been really cool, fun blog posts, new stuff coming out, um, a lot of my team on the downline community team, we've been kind of focusing on some of the fundamentals and saying, Hey, you know, there's a lot of, um, important pieces of, um, just normal day in day developer stuff that we want to kind of like just kind of update, refresh, you know, give a little, little um, uh, love to. And we've been taking a look recently at all of the REST and Web API stuff. And you're probably saying, well, I'm a Xamarin developer. I don't write back end code, but you probably need to integrate with back end logic and code at some point. And REST is there and ASP.NET Core Web API is there. We recently, updated the Microsoft Learn module on consuming REST services with all sorts of new things. So we've updated the backend, the um, sample code, and also a bunch of great documentation on how to debug locally ASP.NET Core Mm -hmm. um, web API backends and some of the security um, things that both Apple and Google put in place. And we updated the documentation um, for REST and Xamarin too. So if you're brand new to Microsoft Learn, um, it's a really cool way of learning all Microsoft technology and even beyond Microsoft technology. But there's a .NET landing page, a whole bunch of good Xamarin stuff, which will you know get updated on MAUI as well. But there's a bunch of good stuff that's on there around .NET. We'll put a link to the landing page there and you get points and you get awards, you get all these great things. So definitely be on the lookout for those. Um, and as we're sort of refreshing a lot of this content, I want to make sure, you know, just keep everyone up to date there on what's going on.
0: Yeah. And like you said, there's, you know, we're all mobile developers here, but we do have to do more than just that. And uh, uh, we are doing a whole .NET uh, Web API effort on there now, James. I know you're helping lead that up and I'm I'm also on the team. And we we were talking about that before the uh, podcast of, yeah, there's a whole bunch of new, fresh content out there that's going to be about this .NETified. So, yeah, check out Learn. There's going to be .NET everywhere. To help uh, folks out when they're building their applications. So Oh yeah. Yeah, pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Well, uh Matt, I guess that brings us to a little cloud news. What you got for us?
0: hmm So, James, when you're using Azure DevOps, isn't it don't you get overwhelmed at times like how large of a product that is? Like there's a do lot of stuff start? in
1: there. It's a lot oh of stuff gosh. in there. Yeah, a lot yeah, of good stuff. I mean,
0: where do you start? I mean, and that's a, that's a thing. Like when, when you're starting, when you're starting off a brand new project, or you don't know an application that well, you kind of get like this analysis paralysis. Let's say like I don't know what this is for. I don't know what that is for. And you, if you don't know what you don't know, what are you supposed to do? Well, so what what the DevOps team has come up with is what, what they're calling is a demo generator. And what it does is that it's actually going to create this project for you, and there's projects spanning the gamut of different scenarios, and it populates projects. I mean, including like pipelines, um, like build pipelines and um, deploy pipelines. It will populate the like your planners, like your DevOps boards. It's like for sprint planning and such agile, and show you how things are set up and done, so you have like a full demo data set there so it's like you get popped down in the middle of a project not so much in the middle but at the beginning of a project with a correctly filled out azure devops um, site and so what's nice about this then is that you wouldn't maybe so much um, use it as your own Like you wouldn't do one of these demos like there's, I think there's a healthcare provider demo in there. You wouldn't necessarily take that as your own and kind of tweak it. But what you can do then is like spin up your own site and base it off of it. So you wouldn't necessarily be using the demo data, but you can play around with that demo data, understand it, and then apply it to your own site. So it's just a nice way then to uh, kind of get started in just a ton of different scenarios that they have out there. So I think when I was messing around with it, there was, gosh... In the dozens, uh, like 24 or more different um, um, development scenarios that you can have out there. And here's the best part. They even have scenarios. There's Azure DevOps on Microsoft Learn, as we were talking about before. And as you go through those um, learn modules, and you can actually spin up a Dev DevOps site for yourself and have like all the data that they're talking about at your fingertips as well. So like. They'll walk you through step by step and kind of spin up a scenario for you and you can actually have it in your own little DevOps site itself and um, mess around with it too and kind of have that persist and go on and um, play and learn as you go. So, I mean, it's just a really, yeah, kind of a nice head start thing and kind of learn about it. And I don't know, that's something I always, especially with a product as large as DevOps, it's like, where do I go? you know (laughs) there's so much here i'm not sure what to even do and like what's scrum what's agile what's i don't know i'm not sure which one to pick so yeah this kind of tells you and shows you the pros and cons of each just by messing around with it so
1: nice I, i like that this is a yeah nice exploratory adventure i wish i would have done that we just started using um for for some of this new project my my team and collaboration across orgs and teams we we do a lot of things in planner and tasks, which is like a small kind of Kanban board, which is really good for like a very, um, for all sorts of different projects. But I like to think of it as uh, like, I'm working on this project and that's sort of short lived things Like we do a lot of for our.net live TV and for the blog and for a bunch of other stuff where you're kind of moving things across. But mm-hmm. if you want to have like dashboards and assign multiple people things and like link things and have custom fields, the Planner boards are really good. So we've been using this and it's it's been good because I've used Azure DevOps for a while, but I've mostly used the pipelines, right? I've mostly gone in and as an independent developer, I'm just like, oh, here's this. But on our team, we're collaborating and swim lanes, all this stuff, it's like really, really cool. Um, I know it's been cool because Donovan's told me for years that it's been super cool. <laughs> but now that I'm using it and the team's really kind of expanding on that, it's, it's fun to to flex in there and get burn downs and dashboards and all this stuff. It's, it's, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, just having the data there to see how somebody's using it in the quote unquote right way, that goes a long way. Like because what's a moment in DevOps? I I don't know, but when you see somebody out there using it in the right way, the way the team thinks that you should use it, that goes a long way to helping you understand, understand it. So Yeah. Cool.
1: All right. Well, where are we at? We're over on new vids. Oh, we talked a little bit oh, of some yeah, new vids, yeah. but Uh, Xamarin Community Toolkit. Definitely go check out those. We'll just put a link to all of them. But there's also, um, this is really cool. I actually just saw this and funny enough that you linked it here too, which is there's a series. It's called the Launch Space. Do you know anything about this series in general? I've seen like there's one on Azure stuff.
0: Yeah, so what this is, is uh, Brian Benz. So he um, is a cloud advocate. And so what he's doing is talking about new products launch, mm. like launch space. And so what he did is he had Craig Dunn on it and uh, and uh, Shane from, from the Xamarin Forms team to talk about the Surface Duo then, because that's a brand new product. And so the launch space as a series then talks about new products. And then Craig and Shane were there to talk about surface duo for xamarin and net developers and um yeah so it was pretty cool i was uh, moderating questions um for it so i was i was lucky enough to see them um, do it in person yesterday they we just did it so were you able to check out the show at all james i
1: wasn't no i've uh i meet with craig all the time and um and shane as well but shane's really into the duo so um, I, I, it snuck up on me. I just, I happened to be browsing yeah. Channel Nine, and I was like, "Oh, there it is! Oh, oh my goodness, I missed well, it." So there's so much just, good just, stuff
0: happening. It just hit less than 24 hours ago, yeah. So, wow. I, I no, mean, <laughs> you don't feel bad, but yeah, check it out. I mean, they, I mean, kind of Craig goes gives you the, um, like, I want to say the overview of it, like you know, this is what you know this layout means, like the portrait layout versus the landscape layout. Let's say, and and Shane goes into like how you would develop for it. It's, it's Really interesting. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: I love it. All right, let's move on. Azure Service of the Month. What you got for us?
0: Right. Yeah. So I have something written down about DevOps, and I'm going against it. So erase oh, okay. that. Ooh. erase that. Yeah. All right. So I don't know. Have Cross we the... talked about notification hubs as a as a product yet?
1: Maybe I haven't. I haven't revisited the notification hub in a while.
0: No. Well, we're gonna talk about it though, notification hubs, because this one is directly applicable to mobile developers right? It sends push notifications. And uh, so what's cool about the notification hubs is that, um, so let's say if you're going to create a uh, push, notica- push notifications for iOS, well, you got to go through Apple push notification services. And for over on Android, then you got to do Firebase, right? Uh, Firebase communication, FCM messaging. And what notification hubs then gives you is an abstraction between them. So you still have to set up each each one, you still have to set up APNS. You still have to set up uh, Firebase, but Notification Hubs then gives you like one entry point then where you can shoot them out to both um, operating systems at once. So it's like this abstraction over everything, and it does more. Like you can do then um like templates as well. And so what a template will give you is like the ability to um like localize. There, that's what I'm looking for. Localize your um your your content going out so if you need something sent out in spanish or, or french you can um, easily do that through when you register your device it you receive push notifications it registers the type of uh, push that it wants to get or like let's say all right here's the push that i want to get for this particular key so that will be a key value pair the value being the push that it wants to send back or the content that you want to send back to it and yeah So it's super cool. Put Notification Hubs does a whole lot more than just um, what we meant. It even gets into like voice over IP stuff kind of pushes and stuff like that. But for us Xamarin developers, it's um, push to devices. And it's kind of like this abstraction over um, APNS and uh, FCM and even uh, Windows Notification Services too. It does. So one place, one push, one notification for everything. One notification cool. yeah. to rule them all.
1: Yeah. Nice. All right, well, let's get to our pick of the pod. Um I have one. It's actually my own library, so to my own horn. Um I wrote a blog post um recently on my in-app billing uh plugin. I may I maybe I have already, you know, two to my own horn on this one. It's hard to say. But anyways, this is a plugin that abstracts the in-app purchase, kind of like notification hubs, but for in-app purchases, right? Cool. Um, it, it does this and abstracts it into a common API, uh, out there. Now this is not part of Xamarin essentials and I don't think it ever will be because it's a, a complex API. I go back and forth with the team talking about it. And you know, I'm, I, I even, I love to hate my own library only because, um, you know, it, it's money, right. And that, is, is complicated because there's, you know, if, if something's wrong in the library, then that's my fault. And someone yeah. lost money and that, that yeah, stinks. That's right. A big one. Mm-hmm. If, um, you know, and then I'm on the, I'm on the, I don't want to be on the hook for it. So it's kind of like you use it at your own risk, but I use it myself, right. I've I use it, I've deployed it into three of my applications. I don't do subscriptions, but I know uh, some of my other colleagues have used it for subscriptions and other people. A lot of people use this plugin. It's so many, so many people. I'm really surprised by it. And, um, what's nice about it is you can do consumables, -consumables, non-consumables, subscriptions, all that stuff. And I recently updated it to support Mac OS, um, just normal Xamarin Mac OS applications. I have an application called my stream timer and that application, someone was asking if I could do some things and they recommended I put in app purchases in it. So I did it over the weekend, this last weekend, I published a new get package beta out there. Um, I, I just shipped an app today to app to the app store, the update, which uses it and um, it's totally there and it's totally good to go. And if it's now in my cadence, my Island tracker app and in my stream timer. So if you're looking to put in app purchases in your app, you know, they are complex, but I will say this, like testing's gotten easier. The API is just a few lines of code to use it. So it's, it's not super crazy complex. You know, you have to do some considerations of, uh, well, how am I tracking it? Like, am I having people log in Is it tied to an account, all this stuff like that. But in general, yeah, people are, people are making their livelihood off of it. So I'm, I'm excited. You know, the, the, the reference implementation is there. It's open source. So, um, I think it's cool. I'm, I, uh, I'm excited that people are using it. So it's
0: cool. No pressure, James, no pressure.
1: You you always be responding to those issues. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's, you know, I, I got the team to really take a lot of my plugins off, off my hands uh, with the Xamarin essentials. And uh, it's been, you know, really fun to do, to do that stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to uh, to keep this one going because I do use it. I think that's that's you know when you use your own plugins or use your own apps or use your own things, it's uh it definitely um
0: yeah definitely makes you care about it even yeah, more. The, so yeah, this one's also pretty cool and it's so super useful. Right? I mean, this is this is awesome. Yeah. So for for my pick of the pod, though, I'm going to um kind of um well, it's the Xamarin community toolkit. Not cheater. I know. And so I'm going with that. And just because, you know what, I'm going to try something with it that I hadn't used before. And so it's going to be like my future, my promise of what I'm going to do between now and next month is I used to do, I used to never do XAML, right? When I first started doing Xamarin forms, I didn't want to touch XAML at all, right? Because I didn't want to learn it. I was all C-sharp, did every, all my UI and C-sharp until I learned XAML. I was like, why did, did I do C-sharp all this time? I'm going to try the, the C sharp UI extensions that are in the community toolkit and see how that goes. Build my, build my, try building a UI using C sharp and the UI extensions in there, which should make it easier. See how it goes.
1: Then you'll be ready for down in Maui when you get that. That's C-sharp right. Reload. There you go. That's
0: right. So yeah, that's, that's my pick of the pod, the C sharp UI extensions that are in the community toolkit.
1: Very cool. Yeah. We even forgot to mention this. So now we mentioned them. Boom. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's Xamarin podcast. So definitely check us out at xamarinpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter. And of course, check out all the amazing links that Matt puts down in the show notes. So until next time, thanks for listening.